Yes, Pex, are we ready? Max, are we good? Right. Hold, you, hold on. Hold on. You ready? Yeah, ready. Invite Tom Jones. Invite Tom Jones. Oh, yeah. Invite him. Are we actually live? Yep. Right. And have we got everybody here? A bit of a technical uh, issue there. And just as we were about to start, the lights went off. Um, so hopefully, and so you can see this. But and uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome. I'm Isaac from AHDB. Super excited to, to uh, bring it here live from Lama, even though somebody forgot to put uh, money in the meter. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, um, so Lama is a massive practice show. You can kick as many ties as you can get around in, in two days. But and we're here to um, with the Agri Leader Circle talking about and how we can bridge the gap between farm and fork. AHDB has just launched uh, launched uh, relaunched the We Eat Balance campaign on Boxing Day, uh, live on TV adverts, on de on demand um, adverts, YouTube, um, in store on a newspaper, so everywhere. And the last time we did it, we had a really good uptake, and between five and eight percent. Um, intention uplift uh, from consumers on uh, questions like, and is it nationally produced? Is it sustainably produced? So a really good campaign, and we're very excited to talk about that then with everybody here tonight, and uh, look at how we can build that trust, how we can increase that um, connection with the consumer. So without any further ado, let's introduce everybody. Rebecca, let's start with you. Hi, everyone. I'm Rebecca, a mixed farmer from North Yorkshire. Hello, I am Thomas Permiton, Dairy Beef and Sheep, North England. I'm Amy Jackson. I'm in agricultural PR communications, and I've also done some research about what the public think about farming. So I'm Isaac, uh, working for AHDB in the Agri-Leader team. I'm Charlotte. I'm a beef and sheep farmer from Cumbria. I'm Charlie. I'm a beef, sheep and arable farmer from about half a mile that way. So yeah, <laughs> that's in Birmingham Coventry. Uh, so I'm... Joe Seals, I'm a beef and arable farmer from South Yorkshire. Go on. Sure. And, uh, for a bit of extra jeopardy, we've got Flavio Nabero that's um, due to uh, join us any minute. So he'll come and sit on the chair over there. Who knows? Bets are on what time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have we got? So maybe he speaks the lights on. <laughs> right. So let's talk a bit about some of the weed balance campaign. Charlie, Tom, you've both been involved with it. So yep. what, what are your thoughts on it? And so what's your you know why did you get involved uh yeah so the wheat balance campaign obviously pushing it i think the big thing for us is what the hdb did and that's the first thing i ever did with hdb interesting enough good thing about it it was obviously we did a little bit of promotion for it but when i saw it it was with people outside of farming i think that's the important thing the hdb what the money gets spent on what the levy money gets spent on is people outside of farming because they aren't in it i'm preaching to the choir to a degree yeah. um there was the doctor what was his name again sorry Dr. Ranch. Dr. Ranch. Yeah, he did an amazing um, post on his social medias. Got a huge traction, I think 300,000 views. And I think that's where the money is good spent. Obviously, me pushing it, we eat balanced, uh, balanced diet. It's not all about eating meat. It's not all about eating veg. It's about eating everything. So it worked really well for me and I really like eating. Charlie? Yeah, same. So kind of different to Tom. I um, worked with HDB on a campaign before. Had a really good experience of it. It had been received really well. So I was really confident going into it that it was going to be done well. But again, I think there's, I think it's really important to kind of change that um, that stereotype and that face of farming, and yeah, getting that out to the to the people that we are feeding, rather than like you say, preaching to the choir. Everyone we're speaking to on socials here, a lot of them are people that are actively interested in what we do already. You know, they are they agree with what we're saying. So it's it's getting out and changing the narrative in that wider audience. And, and let's be honest, if a doctor's telling you that a balanced diet is a is the way to go and you know he's got a profile on other platforms as well he's not just a random doctor he's on you know mainstream tv the public trust him yeah. and actually yeah. public do trust the farmers but you need that we need that extra bit of help from somebody else who has that extra credibility yeah 100 100 so a doctor isn't just going to say something just to be out there do you know what i mean an influencer you can do whatever an influencer doctor's got credibility behind it. Yeah, yeah. credibility, yeah. that's yeah, that, yeah. building trust. Yeah, that's a big thing that happens. Well, this, they trust a doctor, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is specifically around B12 and how good that is and how um, that is 
you know, a very uh, big part of, of meat and dairy diets. The previous one were on irons, and again, so that's something that, you know, isn't really in a balanced diet, so the only way you can really get that. Amy? Yeah, I mean, it's just about putting the facts out there, isn't it? I mean, people can make their own decisions, but they need to have the facts. It's important that they have the wider picture and they understand about balanced diets. Joe, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great that we can push that B12 is like the only way you can get that is from meat and dairy products um, without it being what do you call it, like a vitamin tablet or something. It's not natural, is it? Like eating that balanced diet is a way to, to, to get it. I think we're all, we're all kind of in that boat that you've got to eat everything. It's a, a key point too. You've got to eat your veggies. You've got to eat your meat. We're not, we're not smashing. You've got to just eat meat. Yeah. You've got to just eat veggies. It's all about a balanced diet. It's like, well, yeah, okay, like when I'm feeding, <laughs> I, I feed them a bit of this and a bit of that and we mix it all together and make it balanced. Yeah. Like, but I think also with the nutrient thing, I think it's really misunderstood and misinformation because a lot of times it, it, either it's supplementary or um, it will be kind of advertised, oh, it's contained in this vegetable or that vegetable or that plant-based food, but it's not absorbable. So you, so somebody is thinking, oh, well, I'm getting it from my plant-based plant -based food, but they're not getting it in the same way and in the right way. So I really worry about misinformation. I think probably on social media, yeah. we see it all the time. And we're, we're worried about seeing the wrong thing, but we want to combat it as well. And I guess that's the reason why a lot of us are here today and take the time to do videos and post on social media because we want people to just to have the facts and then they can decide. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Just a, a bit of a plug there for, for AHDB. We've got something, uh, that a department that looks at that. Uh, if you see something that's you know, truly false or something you suspect is false, add check at ahdb.org.uk, send that in and we'll investigate it. Amy, you've just done your PhD, congratulations. What, you know, specifically looking at consumer perceptions, what, what were some of the findings you got from that? Well, one, one of the big things that struck me is, I mean, we've talk, been talking about consumers and consumers are people who consume our products. But actually, what's really important is the public, is everybody, our citizens, because um, they also drink water, breathe air, um, they live next to farms. And, and actually, we probably need to expand it a bit and think more widely about the public, um, because the people who don't eat meat and dairy are also audiences. They can also be concerned about what we do. So the first thing was, let's sort of think more broadly about citizens and public and not just about consumers. Yeah. Um, also, I think the public have got skin in the game here. We think that farmers are the experts, and they are, but then we think that people don't understand farming, and maybe because they don't have the technical knowledge, they maybe shouldn't comment. But actually, people do care a lot because they breathe the air, you know, drink the water, but also they care about the animals. They really do care about animals, and they want to see that farmers care as well. And that's really important. And that's actually thinking about Tom's videos in particular, um, I was just looking at one of them the other day and he's put a cow brush up and he's so excited about this cow brush and looking at the comments <laughs> underneath. So was the look, cows. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was more excited. <laughs> <laughs> it is because like as a livestock farmer, yeah. which I am obviously, like you want the best for your animals. Yeah. And yes, we know, I've known from the day dot, I've, you know, you've done pet lambs and we fed them lambs. We know where our meat yeah. comes from, we know where our food comes from. To make sure that those animals have the best uh, possibility in life yeah uh, and then when we do eat them the, it's all natural and that was the exciting thing that these cows could enjoy themselves a little bit more yeah. on the farm it was making me happy because i know they'd be happy and it all works but you know what was great is you look at the comments under the video and people say i love this guy because he's so happy that his cows are happy yeah that's what people want yeah, to know yeah, yeah, they want to know you care about uh, but we, yeah when we care about our cows and they are happy Tom will see an increase in his milk. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're doing this, we love making cows happy and it's good it's for business. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know. and, and, but that's the big thing is what I found is people want to know you care and they also want to know you care about the things they care about, that you're relatable, you know, that, yeah. that you share their values. I don't see anything we do as something, anything profound, you know, we're not really going out and fighting for it, but we're doing the daily jobs and showing them in a really positive light. And I think that makes, that builds more trust than you know, one massive big rush. I think it just is, you know, just chipping away at those little tiny 
you know misconceptions that people have got and I think that makes a big difference because it just is honest farming isn't it like you do put you you have put a cow brush up and yeah. you were going to do it regardless of whether you videoed it that's the thing I think you've touched on something there of honest farming yeah because that that happens it's amazing and I think the important thing to do is not just show the rosy side of it. We yeah, could all just show the rosy side. Yeah. We, we all do it. And everyone's got their own platforms and their yeah. own right here. Like we've done a cow doing the splits before mm. because that happened. It's not all rosy. There are good with the bad. And I think sometimes the bad get pushed because everyone likes to see what they say in newspapers. If it bleeds, it leads, mm. which is a horrific saying, but it's true. Mm. Yeah, so, it but you've got to show the bad and the good because then when people are consuming your food, they show you... I've shown them the bad things. These do happen, but we're trying our best to yeah. make it not happen. We're doing preventions, but it will happen. And I think you know I mean? think in there as well, people want to see how you feel about it. Like, yeah. you know, people, the reason that we've got followers between us is, is because people like to see the person behind that job. Yes. They like to see the human side of it. They like to see that, without sounding horrific, that we do feel when something bad happens, that it does upset mm-hmm. us when you lose an animal, something, something like that. Like, they... They like to see that human side of it's us. It's empathy, too. isn't it? it is. you know? And, and, and that, that then is what, well. what is that balance? And how do we yeah. find that balance? Because you know, we, we you know, want to show farming is real, but then also um, you know, some things could be dis- uh, interpreted in the wrong way. So I how think do we it's having a respect, yeah. 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 respect yeah. aspect of it. Right. I've actually got a question for Charlotte on this, because obviously Charlotte isn't, hasn't, wasn't from a farming background. No. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested to know your perceptions on the realities. So the realities which we now see day to day, did you know they existed? Were you shocked by them? How do you feel about it? I had, I hadn't a clue about <clears throat> farming in general. And I mean, no knowledge whatsoever. How I have stumbled on my dream path in life. <laughs> Honestly, the, the odds are against anybody to get into farming and how I've managed to do it. I do, it's just, it's just been a stroke of luck that I enjoy it and I love it. I didn't have a clue about anything. And luckily I have Roy's very supportive, but he's also like those of you have met him, he's quite hard. And he said, go out and you learn, go and make your own mistakes. And it's one of my first jobs was go and mother that calf on. Now for someone who's come from a non-farming background to be faced with an animal of that size and then a kicking animal of that size, not just, you know, <laughs> you know, it didn't want that calf. And, and that was my job to put it on. So I learned the hard way. I think from the bottom up and it gave me a an overall respect which has pushed me to share the story more because I understand why people are so concerned because I would be as well and I mean my friends from Preston like I have a friend who's a teacher and she genuinely texted me one day and said can cows walk up steps it was a conversation in the staff room and although it's silly it shows the lack of knowledge that people do have on basic things and that's why I think we're doing such a good job between us. I think that cow and calf example is really, really good because it's showing that you could have just left it. You could have said, well, that calf's never going to make it with that mother and ignored it. But it shows that human element that you still have an instinct to look after that animal. And that that is there, whether you're from a farm or not. Oh, when things go wrong, honestly, it genuine. Like you all will know, yeah. it, really. And you can't, you can't like, we had a bull, but it terribly had a, an abscess in it. Uh, not to go too much detail, it, it, it was very poorly. Anyway, um, <laughs> I know, yeah, sorry. It had an abscess somewhere. It shouldn't have had an abscess anyway, and it ended up being put down. And I took a video at the time of me sat at the kitchen table in tea, and I was, I was, oh my, I can't even tell. I was heartbroken, but I didn't post it because I think sometimes there is a step too far. And you don't want to go over that line to make it unpalatable for people because mm. you lose your audience as well. That is my question about balance. So, yeah. you, know, you guys, you're all you know, uh, active on social media. You've got your following. We've talked about some, some other stuff with, with the doctor. What other ways can or should we, should we engage in, or how do we push that message even further? I think getting into schools and yeah. targeting yeah, that yeah. generation. It's something I'm really passionate. I do the farmer time stuff. Um, and you know we have a lot of groups out like whether it be scouts and cubs and school groups and it's 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 drilling it into that pliable age you know they're young they're they're learning they're willing to take on information they're not judgmental about things I think that is so important you know getting getting it back into the curriculum somehow it's so we'll we'll touch on on that but tell us a bit more about farm time Uh, so for those of you that don't know farmer time is a um is a scheme where it's getting farmers uh video chatting to school kids 
from direct from the farm so farmers don't actually have to leave the farm they don't have to go into the schools because you know that's time consuming you can soon lose half a day a day doing that kind of thing Mm. but it's taking 10-15 minutes to speak to a class of children you try and keep the same the same class and you build a relationship with them you um you you nurture that relationship you show them what you're doing through through the year tie it in with their curriculum and um and and you, you show them what you're doing and it's it can what be. What you do? Just like film and you walk yeah, around town. Like, like, like yeah, like this. Like, kids, what are you doing? Just like the sound of that. I'm expanding to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if you're always more good, Josie, you'll see. I'm going to get all your followers out. This is my merch. This is my merch. Yeah, so any other thoughts on. On schools and getting into schools. Well, no, I was I was actually just going to say a bit about about the importance of people seeing a real life farmer and hearing from yeah. real life farmers mm-hmm. because what I found in in my research is as I talked to sixty people and spent like an hour with each of them asking them all about farming, and they see all these images like even even if they watch Country File they'd see um, pipes and tubes and gates and mechanisation and it, they would form a vision and they're worried about what farming's like and they don't understand necessarily what that picture means but then when they meet a farmer, oh but there's this woman down the road she's got a robotic milker and she loves her cows and blah 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 so that balances that image she's got and and that's so important because the more farmers they know and understand the motives of then the less these sort of images are going to be misunderstood or negative images are going to take take root so that the farmer interaction is really important so they understand you share that you know what really warmed me at one point we went to um yorkshire show and i was stood next to sheep pens and i heard a girl who was clearly not from farming she had three kids with her and she was explaining to her husband how fly stripe worked in sheep and i thought do you know what someone has nailed it i'm from tiktok yeah i thought that is what it's about that is telling someone why we do what we do and showing them the bad sides of it but also showing them like the preventative measures that we take and and she really got it and i thought do you know what someone has made a difference to, yeah, yeah, to that there so rewarding yeah it was well. it was I, I was going to ask if there are farmers watching who might be thinking i want to be more approachable to the public or easy for the public to understand what would be your one kind of tip in making is it not using technical terms is it doing it on video what's the way or a key i mean there can't be one key but what's the key everybody think about that if you're struggling with um visual or audio go on to the ahdb uh hdb youtube thank you Uh, oh no no, sorry no we're not doing that (laughs) well so put questions in we'll try and ask uh answer the questions tell us where you're from tell us whether you farm or public so put it in there so, sorry, and Rebecca's question. Yeah, is there a kind of magic key that farmers can use or, um, you know, harbour when they're trying to address and be as approachable as possible to the public? I, I, I think that what we tend to try and do is we say we want to educate the public. So we tell them and they change their minds. Actually, we need to listen to them, listen yes, to people's yeah. concerns and meet them in the middle and, and maybe think about changing what we do. And sometimes, um, you know, you were talking about uh, not being afraid to talk about the difficulties. Mm. People don't expect perfection. Yeah. They want honesty and they want to know what the difficulties are. And as long as people are, we're trying and we're seeing the issues and we're, we're recognising and listening to people and say, yeah, we, we understand, you know, you care about this. We hear you. That That's what it takes. Is people just want to be listened to and heard mm. and their concerns listened to because they've got skin in the game too. I think the perfection you know? as well, when when we show something is too perfect, it's not quite as trustworthy it's showing not. it as it's authentic. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 YouTube and um, like social media, it's not perfect, it's not polished, it's not like um, highly edited. Like, yeah, I do Joe, a video, Joe's I do a video. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, what were you going to say? You need it, people want it to be relatable. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah. if it's perfect, it's not achievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's and when not. when people, farmers sometimes talk about, oh, we get really early and we work really hard. I mean, that's fine, but so do a lot of other people. Yeah. And I think yes. it's about reaching out on the fact that you're also, you know, you've got brothers and sisters and you care about your animals and you, you, you are upset if something happens. I mean, mm-hmm. what everybody does, they need to know. You don't want people to yes. be grateful for you. You're just yeah. trying to put your yeah. message across. Yeah. And I think on that hours thing, that's really interesting because it really depends on the type of farming system you're doing. Yeah. Because in lambing, like Talking from you, the have, show. <laughs> you have late nights, early mornings in lambing. Dairy is consistently early mornings. Yeah. But then I've seen some people who try and finish earlier in winter. So I think you're right. 
it's relatable that you're busy in farming there's always a job to do yeah. but what's not relatable is us preaching being how tired we are but people have that often have that perspective and we just go along with it you're you're a farmer you must be so busy well yeah I'm really busy in harvest and I'm really busy in lambing but in the run-up to lambing I'm more odd jobbing there's always an odd job but I'm more odd jobbing and if I had a day away from the farm some jobs won't get done but it's not life-threatening but yeah. you've also but, probably got hobbies and other things like you, you're you're the same as other people Tom, yeah. Tom the dairy farmer wants to come in here. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a bit of a curveball yeah um and I don't know how much sorry to say if I'm good but... so one of the biggest tv programs is country file is it too perfect in my opinions i know it's a massive curveball and farming we talk about it i get comments of people outside of ag and i'm sorry to bring it up like on this but i think everyone i'm just bringing up what everyone's saying is that it's for too long we used to watch it at uni 10 years ago country file sunday now no one watches it because it's too perfect it's not right in the farming and i think has that could have ruined it for farmers because now they're portrayed to have this perfect thing everything's bedded up with two foot of straw everybody's, everybody's making artisan cheese it's, it's, so then when you get a farmer like myself who's not making artisan cheese i'm not like selling out of a farm shop and things like that then people are like well he must be that other type of farmer then that's like in the media in um i want to say like by there's, there's a lot of bad images portrayed by the other side of the media, so it must be that tired. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. I think me media has moved on. It is, and what what were ten years, what were accepted ten years or, or put for ten years now is very different with social media. But you, I, you can't. That what was ten years ago, what they put up, and this is why we're chatting here to talk about this discussion. Ten years ago, and they probably got a little bit softer, a little bit softer, and now it's got so soft that you can't put anything up apart from my social media. I can put what I want because I'm controlling. <laughs> That they had, they had a massive handful. They had a massive like wedge of people they could see, and they've not helped us at all. So I'm sorry to no, dig them in here. But country, well, I, I think yeah. it's it, it, they yeah. do, however, put farming into the living rooms of not necessarily maybe in the context that we want it putting in, but they do reach a wider audience that we could never yeah, I, do. I get that exactly. You kind of said but it, but then you put like six that. million into it of a perfect farm. Yeah, but you're right, you would yeah. get six million watching it if it was more. Your, it was if it was more gritty. They want the glossy magazine. Yeah, like free range organic so is what country files. So that's what I'm saying. Bank, yeah. but at least six million people are getting something. Something, Charlie. Because, but are they getting the right thing? As is, it's a good it's, start, but is it is it the best we can it, do? If they're no. getting the wrong thing, six million people getting the wrong thing or something, it it's not helping. It's hindering. And does it set us up to fail? Yes, when the real. I say the real truth of farming makes it sound cynical and negative, but when the real truth of uh, of things going wrong happens, can people digest it? Isn't it that you know the, the farming or the image of farming is this bubble over here? What we don't want is to burst the bubble, but it's kind of moving that over and, and country file and what are we doing here has got a role in that. There's there's different yeah. horses for different courses. What are we doing here is not everybody's cup of tea, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so what about, you know, when you have country file and it's featuring something, what about you doing something and saying, you know, this was on country file, but actually I just want to pick I, I this a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So because, because from, from your research, is it like, do you think that people see farmers as this country file like yeah loads of I, I as i said interviewed 60 people and and you know because i spent so much time talking to them i i really got a feel of where they get their you know visions of farming from and yeah and loads of people watch country file there's and not even, there's so is not it, even is that it, much farming on there anymore it's i know just, but right. they love it let's, they love let's it. move on from country that's my last little comment on it i'm so sorry i know so if I did, if I get a great video, it gets 100,000 views, Country Power gets 6 million. I disagree with what they say. I get 100,000 views on it. And that's what, what does it work out at? What, 2%? Well, I'm talking to 2%. That's perfect. That's I know, that's I know, that's one thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm and sorry. Country Power is there to do a job, okay. but there's other things. So, I've got a, a comment here sent from Charlie's Instagram. Why isn't farming in the national curriculum? So we go to schools to learn, but no one learns about foods and where it comes from. So we touched on that a bit earlier. Yeah, but I mean, this is something I feel so strongly about. Like, why isn't it taught? I remember when I was at school, so I'm 27 now, but I remember doing geography at GCSE 
and there was like a little corner of a page of a textbook and that was on on food and farming like food sustains us why is that <laughs> so like why is there nothing being talked about that even like a even like um food tech there was nothing about where it came from why we should be using certain types of produce and the sourcing of that produce like there was nothing on it it's so important we wouldn't be here without it i think why is it overlooked i was gonna say i think talking about it as a combination and, and weaving it into other subjects because the simple fact of it is we are never going to get agriculture as like a straight you know a straight qualification or we're a long way off that oh let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but um but it can be weaved into geography science yeah. food tech yeah. however and the thing i remember from school is it was the information that was weaved in it would be about farms which maybe aren't representative of most british farms yeah. and they were more intensive or or and, and talking about use of hormones and things like that but if you're buying meat with hormones in it certainly isn't from this country so, and yeah. something's just, gone wrong. just to give yeah. ahd a big plug here so we work with a <laughs> british nutrition foundation on something called food effect of life where we go and teach the teachers. So we've got some workshops through all uh, January through to March uh, in London and Edinburgh, 150, 120 teachers at a time mm, coming brilliant. in and, and you know giving them resources that exactly fits into the curriculum so they can just take it off the shelf and put it in front of the class and make it easier for them. And then they can use that all their career. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's, it's getting that bias. We talked uh, before it started this and changing some of that bias. So. If you want to get involved with that, look at the AHDB education resources order form and you can get involved with, with that and you know, some talk to you if you're a uh, school governor so make sure some of the teachers go on to that. And there was something on there as well that if you're having school visits out as well, you can, you can use yes, that as well. Yes, totally, so totally. Yeah, the good thing as well is if it's the British Nutrition Foundation, it's going to be proper, credible. <laughs> Which is great. So school visits must be a good thing to have, really, because like kids are going to remember that. Like, yeah. if it's a city kid and they've gone to a farm, mm -hmm. like they're going to remember that for the rest of their life, let alone like As that year or week. Yeah, What time do you call this? Within time. <laughs> so, everybody, so we've got Flavian. Flav, just introduce yourself very quickly to the audience. We're talking about schools, but some quickly, um, what do you do and some your handles and all of those things on social? Flavian Obiero, pig farmer, Hampshire, uh, handles, the Kenyan pig farmer everywhere. Twitter is Kenyan pig farmer. <laughs> Facebook, ignore it, don't go there. <laughs> Excellent. So we um, just talking about some getting into schools and, and some getting in front of, because of, I know some points that you had Sparship College there recently. You know, yeah. what, what kind of do you do in that area? Let's give you some air times and under pressure straight away. <laughs> um, well, obviously, I went to Sparshop, so yeah, it was good to have the students there, and especially with John, uh, the pigman at Sparshop, he taught me a lot of things I know about pigs. So it's good to have the students there. I'm a bit under pressure with John because if I said anything wrong, he would be like, I didn't tell you that. So, <laughs> and also just for them to see a different setup of pig farming because Sparshop is indoors, ours is indoors and outdoors. And then talking about sort of the real life stuff, like uh, the whole cost of production. Uh, how much people get when you sell the um, the uh, the product? Um, sort of the whole public perception of farming. Um, what's right? What's wrong? Uh, should we be eating animals? Should we not? Yeah. So it'll be all those conversations, with students. It's good to give them that knowledge at that age, so that when they get to adults, rather than follow some uh, famous person telling them to eat cardboard and avocados, they make a, an informed choice whether they want to eat meat or not. We had a good conversation earlier about some famous people telling them to eat a weed balanced diet. Um, got a question here from Ed Lovett on Rebecca's Instagram. Should there be more open farms and spaces uh, for public uh, to access and visit, including schools? Your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Even if it doesn't, even if farms aren't open, because, you know, we've still got to be working farms. Our key aim is to produce food. But even if more farms can offer that space for children people to come out and have a look like a lambing open day open farm sunday massive yeah. one yeah. absolutely incredible more people but the only problem is that what we've chatted about before is because we're mad busy it's a struggle mm. yeah but then yeah. obviously they're taking these um grants away at uh single farm payment yeah. maybe that's something yeah that's a way to get single farm payment that's a way to get grants uh, yeah. to yeah. bring more farms into it and uh education and stuff that could be i think one of the 
problems you kind of get to a certain point with open farm sunday where you've you've had as many people in as you can and then the harder to reach kids are maybe in inner cities and so on so that's a real challenge which i think we have to think about so geography is a massive issue isn't it as well like how do you get children from yeah in the middle of a city to rural cumbria yeah to see a farm it's sometimes just yeah. not practical yeah. even the distance down the motorway is too much when you know well joe is in the middle of a city what charlie was doing before yeah. when you, you did it all from your phone weren't you yeah you know, technology is amazing we live in the 21st down. century the That's questions amazing. they come out with as well yeah. mm. and they're so resilient as well these kids like you think i remember the first time i did it and it was like I was like, oh God, like, what can you talk about? And the, the questions they come out, like, they're tough. They're not going to get upset about those things. Like, and these were kind of seven, eight year olds. Like, they are, they're tougher than we give them credit for. So I you like can that. be more honest with them do than you think. Do you know how many farmers do that? Uh, I don't, but not I can enough. find out. Yeah, yeah not, not enough. enough. Yeah. I don't know how many. It's one of those things that we're getting to a, a, a stage in society now where social media people have access to everything. And as farmers, if we don't tell the story like we know it, and be open about everything we do, then other people are going to do it for us. And if they do it for us when they do it wrong, we can't blame them. Yeah, so yeah you're right. Put ourselves you're out there. Your Toms and all the people here, and we have to put ourselves out there. It's tedious. You all know that. It's tedious. Like yeah. you're bedding up. Oh, let me film myself bedding up. It's such a mundane job. So we need to show them. Because I think if we've got the public on board, supermarkets will listen to the public. Yeah. Politicians will listen to the public. So we just need to have them on our side. We said before, like just the daily grind, showing yeah. people just just chipping away that little bit. You know, this is bedding up. Literally, I, I do a video yeah. every day, and I'm strawing up every morning. But it's like, look, this is what we're doing every single it's day. It's the truth. Yeah. Isn't it? looking, you can't argue with the truth. If somebody wants to say, oh. The, you know, farmers don't look after the animals. It's like, well, just watch my video every day. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm bedding them up. I'm feeding them up. We're injecting them, worming them. Like, it's all on there. Like, yeah. check it out. I was going to say, I think I was probably a bit naive about, obviously, it's so easy. We step out and we're on a farm. So I was definitely naive to how difficult it is for people not from farms to get to a farm. But I went to a city farm in London, Surrey Docks Farm. And I kind of walked into it. And if I'm honest, I was a bit cynical thinking, well, it's going to be a hobby farm, a couple of pigs here, a couple of sheep there. But then when you get there, you realise that children don't necessarily need to see the fact that you, mm. you're lambing 350 sheep or you're milking 300 cows. What they need to see is the fact that that animal, and this was a really good one because the animals did go off for meat at some point. So what they saw was not the fact that, oh yeah, I've got more sheep than you have what they saw was animals being grown and reared for food production and being looked after in a certain way. So I think maybe we as farmers have very high expectations of what we want to show the public, which aren't feasible. So a city farm, as I said, I was cynical, was actually, it was in the middle of London. You got off the bus and I smelled mucking. <laughs> but that is a talking point in itself for these children. It's I think, creating yeah, that, spaces, it's isn't such, it? It's such a great point. I think we think, is, uh, I think it's an amazing point. We think that because you're milking or milking sheep, because you've got 350 <laughs> sheep or you've got, you know, we're behind the biggest combine in the world, probably, yeah. probably not. Yeah, okay. But people don't care if it's a 40 foot header or a 20 foot header. If you're outside a farm and they just go, wow, that's massive. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's 100%. We look it into the, we've, we've got, got to be good, doing all this. Good comment here on Charlotte's YouTube saying, seeing a perfect field of corn is great, but learning from you guys what farming is really like is so educational. Dutan is like me. You know, so well, that's that's a job. Yeah. That's, why, that's literally, yeah, why we all spend the time yeah. doing. It's nice, and and the, do you know what? It, it, that isn't unusual for people to say things like that, and it's so nice, and it does make you know, like Joe said, it is t it's tedious glove, isn't it? It literally is like you go, oh God, I've got a video, you know, me putting cows for a crush, and you, you could do without it sometimes, but things like that make it worthwhile because you are making even a small difference, but you are making a difference. Yeah, the interaction is just so mm. rewarding. Yeah, got yeah. another one here saying I'm a. A uh, native uh, breed sheep farmer uh, putting videos on on Instagram, doing it in bite-sized snippets works well. What do people think? So, a bit of advice for other people trying to get into it. Yep. What what channels and social and ways of doing that? Well, do what you're doing, really. I do what you're doing. Yeah. Instagram, yeah. you know, 
Yeah, on anything, off, anything. Absolutely. TikTok, I think, Big is aimed at a younger audience, which Big I think is where we need to be yeah. going. And Look I know. Farmer Will. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. talk about yeah. the biggest program in the UK, Love Island. What's that, a million on TikTok? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's like the Sunday trial, though. Well, excited to see him. Because I know it sounds bad, but some of the conversations they've had about politics and other kind of issues like that. So I'm so fascinated to see what some of the other contestants yeah, yeah. actually think about farming and how able Will is, I guess, to relay. Yeah, how able, how, how willing is Will to address actual farming? I think so. Not maybe dancing around with lambs, which I'm guilty of. Don't get me wrong. I am on TikTok. I think so because he, like, if you look at if you look at the videos, he's. He's clipping the ass out. Yeah, he's clipping the ass out. Yeah, he shows it real, doesn't he? Yeah, you maybe sound, maybe it's like, oh, like she's got a dirty bottom, but is that the funny bit that people are saying? Is that the way you educate it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the normal way that we do it. Yeah, there's no point. Do you think we, as farmers and people in this, as an industry, are a bit harsh? So what you said, oh, you know, will he dance around? Does that about the country file conversation? Should we just accept what is good? The judging this comes from us. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be more worried about what a fellow pig farmer is going to say about our oh, flags on this day. Actually, meeting. What's he going to say? Levy bears money or, or whatever. If they want to come, they can sit here. I don't mind. That yeah, would save yeah. me yeah. getting stuck in traffic. <laughs> I think running a cup of Yeah, yeah. <laughs> farmers are their own enemy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The, the so sooner true. we work together, so you'll, you'll the know, better. You'll, you'll know everyone's posting stuff like that. It's not the comments from outside of farmers. The farmers yeah, yeah. that hurt, like that's yeah. the thing. And, and I was yeah. guilty of reading them all yeah. and being really annoyed about it. We've had this conversation before and I was really annoyed reading some of the comments about me. And then like Roy said to me, you're putting yourself out there. You've got to expect these things to stop letting it bother you. And then now I'm just like, you know what? So, so talk, talking about Roy, the two uh, skid steers that you bought, he's happy with that. <laughs> uh, I'm on a Merlot, thank you. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that I, I was in a conversation the other day where um, some vets were criticising something they'd seen, not from anyone here, but something online from a very, very well-followed account. And I was saying, what are you criticising? They said, well, the technique they were using, blah, blah, blah. And I said, look at the number of followers, and people absolutely love this. And what they see is is somebody caring for an animal on a farm and every time doing their best to care for the animal and make the animal better and they love it. I said, who, who, who cares if the technique's not what you would do now? It's, 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 it's got to look at the bigger picture. I think being scared of doing something wrong stops people putting yeah. themselves forward, yeah, which I have also, like I have drafts on my TikTok that I will not post. I should do, I should just post them and go, yeah, well, whatever. But I, I would be scared of what people would, think of me or say like I put a post on Instagram last night and it was a bully car yeah. behind me and I said and uh, you saw it didn't you and it was the morality of what do you do with this car do you do you put it to sleep out of its misery or do you do what the general public will want you to do and absolutely kill yourself trying to make it better and you know it's maybe not going to have the outcome that you want or do you not show it at all like what's the best thing to do and I think it puts you in a a bit of a position that you are maybe not comfortable being in because mm. people are looking at you for the answer and you go, I don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah oh, sorry. sorry. No, no. Go I, ahead, I was going to say, I, what I worry about as well when farmers are quite critical of other farmers, how on earth are we going to make agriculture an enticing industry for people to come into if all they see is, is farmers being critical? And, and sometimes it's needed. Sometimes people are doing things the wrong way because that's life. But how on earth can we get people? We're struggling with people to come in, and no wonder when sometimes the comments from farmers are all negative. That's exactly a comment on your um, Instagram at the moment. How easy is it to get into farm, even on a small island? Mm -hmm. Just kind of going on from what you say. You look at the British Farming Forum. Oh, don't, don't ever, don't ever, 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 ever. ever, ever, ever. It's Twitter yeah. because it's just you put I put something on a couple of weeks ago and you just get someone making a dig and you're like, oh this is what listen, I have some hedging on. How can you be critical of hedging? Oh. It's hedging. <laughs> I think it's all about common ground, is, is so finding that common ground. Sir Charles Godfrey, uh, last week at the OFC said finding common ground between all parties concerned about the environment is the only way we're gonna say uh, we're gonna solve the climate crisis. So how do we find that common ground with the consumer, but also with within farming. Because the consumer wants to know that, well, majority of them, maybe not all of them, but they want to know that they're making the right, they're making the conscious yeah, decisions yeah. as to where their food has come from, that they're making that right decision, knowing that they're 
the food that they're eating has had the smallest environmental impact and things like that. That's what they want to know. That's and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. farmers are guilty of not yeah. showing what they're doing for the environment as well. Yeah. And yeah. it's all good saying about British farming, as in I'm, I'm an import myself, so I'm keen for <laughs> things to be imported and exported. This country would stop without tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. yeah I'm a tea drinker. And I think about British farming as a consumer and say why. Show me why I should back with your family. Yeah. We, we don't do enough of that. We do it when we're in the shit, like when. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Let's do bite into British. We should have done bite into British 10 years ago. And we should give people that permission yeah. of we're doing the right thing for the environment, right thing for health, right but, thing. But I think it's it's actually a bit a bit more about we're doing what we can, we're, we're trying, we're, we, we hear what people it's say, we hear, yeah, and I think that's it, is, is just maybe we need to just ditch the, we're the best, we're, we're, we're yeah. yeah, you're right, and, you're so right, and it's yeah. all about the constant, we're never going to rest, because we always want to be that bit better, yeah. and always try. the best according to who, yes, like, exactly. yeah. like mm-hmm. look at the whole New Zealand, Aussie, I've got friends, Kiwi friends, Aussie friends, I can't sit here and say, British pork is the best because what if theirs is better than ours yeah. in their setting? But it's that America. Or, mm. yeah. So we're good at what we do. Aussies are good at what they do in their setting. If you're going to have a million acres with cows on it, no way you're going to have it's the same system as here because it's a completely yeah. different setup. I think something we always play on, like we're doing the beef and lamb boxes and that, and something I always play on is that you are supporting me to get better. Yeah. Like you coming to us and you showing us your support. Yeah. your support you know with your money or even even just like that moral support is helping me our farm other farmers that's helping us improve because uh, we're not perfect but we're we're heading in the right direction i, I have think- a question on um can ahdb why can't it support british it can't so, actively say that it's supporting British, why not? So that is to do with, with um, the rules of how and what we can support. We're a statutory instrument and there's only certain um, things that we can say. Um, we are challenging that and we're hoping that, there's some, that the law on, the, on that would change. But so that is something at the moment we would break in, be breaking the law uh, if we do is that. Is that because of how the levies... How the levies collected. Yeah. Um, um, Back on the on the environment, so we had a comment from Rob Scarlett on, on your YouTube. Why isn't farming and not selling their environmental improvements more? You know things like hedgerows, biodiversity. You know, you guys do a lot of work on that. And how do we, you know, some show that to the public and and you know some some of the examples of what you do? I, I think this might be controversial, but having people in the countryside is actually very beneficial to see for themselves that there are birds to see for themselves that there are hedges i mean we've had cover crops in which there's a lot of talk about cover crops but for us they've worked really well so they're not only only helping the soil but when you look in them in the run-up to winter november they were flowering we had bees and things in our fields in november so i think getting the public to see them and actually we're going to have to do that on social media because we're not going to get everybody onto the farm but just being honest because i think i think the the arable side as well unless it's in a big tractor it's not shown as much on instagram so i think showing what you're doing in the fields i think it's tractors and livestock which gets the kind of views on the whole show actually what's going on in the fields i think is really really interesting and and as i said see the birds see the wildlife because we have loads and we're increasing it we've got more hedgerows now than we did 50 years ago but the narrative that's portrayed in the media is farmers rip out hedges to make fields big. But we're not years doing that. Yes. Farmers were told to rip out hedges. So then farmers ripped out the hedges and now we're be, like they're doing what they're told and people are forgetting the past. Like it was how it was. You know, a rep rolled into your yard and told you that, you know, production is the way forward, make more food. And then obviously now times have changed, but farmers haven't just ripped out the hedges for their own just for their own benefit they were told to do that so how do we show to the public the hedges that you're planting the biodiversity that's increasing can i just say some of the most powerful stuff i've seen on social media is where farmers are out in in the field and they're saying i love like i love this look at this block of lap wings that's the point is people want to feel you care mm-hmm. so when you show you care and you say i love the fact that there's this little bumblebee on this thing you know that 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 really hits I like Tom, you're getting you get genuinely yeah, excited about doing <laughs> stuff like it just is you and i love it i think yeah. it gives you a certain enthusiasm yeah. for the industry and you go yeah like yeah like cow brushes Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, i love it yeah, yeah. 
that's what they love is they want to see that that care so is the animal the, the care for the animals is the care, care, care for the wildlife environment yeah, yeah. yeah. i've seen it when like we've been planting maize and i've gone round the lapwing nest and everyone's like oh, oh wow that's brilliant blah, blah. Um, it's like well We've just always done that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nobody actively wants to go through. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, and our contractors also have done exactly the same thing, but it's seen by no one. Yeah. And it doesn't that mean that it isn't happening just because it's not on social media. These guys are good guys in general, and they are not just going to, you know, plow into a kill you nest. They will go around it, you know. But that's your evidence, isn't it? And that's showing actually every time they see that happening, that's adjusting people's perceptions of what happens in farming. But I think yeah. there's a lot of things that we all do naturally that we forget we do. You yeah. kind of just do it as part and parcel. Mm. Yeah. I think I think it's maybe I'd, I'd forget to yeah. promote that because mm. we just see it just as an everyday it, yeah. thing that we do. But yeah, I think one thing which will be coming, and not just on the uh, widening the environment, so actually what you can see, we're going to start having foods where the carbon impact and the environmental impact is going to be labeled so consumers will be actively <clears throat> able to make a choice with food that they see in the supermarket i mean i think that i have quite a lot of reservations about actually measuring carbon and all the process leading up to it however farmers are going to be more accountable than ever when it comes to labeling and what they sell and and we see it across and i don't know if you're seeing it in, in milk but there's a lot of sectors now where actually if you can prove that you're improving your environmental impact or you have a lower impact or whatever you're getting paid a premium or you yes. won't get paid as much if you're not doing it so accountability is going to be very very obvious for a consumer to see as we go down the line you know so we probably need to get these videos out and show that it's not just as factual as this has this emissions for that carrot we need to show the story behind it uh, so we're not at risk of it being so academic and a number on a packet we yeah, need to show there's a real person it, i don't think it's just for the promotion of the industry as well because there's a lot of talk now as like, again very skeptical about carbon credits but there's a lot of talk about biodiversity credits as well yeah. and i think i think there's some real traction there i think there's really something we can do with that and it's and so we're going to need to find a way to quantify that and whether that is just by documenting it then we need to get better at it because mm. we talk about how we how we do these and how people like to see stuff they don't want to just read things and think, well, what does that kilogram of carbon actually mean? They want to see, well, actually, it's because we use this sort of establishment when we planted it. And therefore, we only went across the field once with a tractor, as opposed to three or four times to get that to get that plant growing. And things like that are more obvious than a random number, which actually it's, means nothing. It's almost like the new feed provenance of where do you come your, where does the food come from? How was it produced? Then you, you're starting up your own charcuterie business. Yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting, especially with uh, environment health. <clears throat> but I think for me, something that's always baffled me that like, the cow cells or the female pigs that finish production, they get sent to Europe mainly, and then they get processed there quite cheaply. I think the lowest I've ever seen it recently is like 10p at Ashford Market. Uh, for a fully grown boar. Wow. Uh, yeah, 10p a kilo. But still, it's like ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's nothing. You don't even pay for your diesel. And then I've never seen the cured meat that we buy from Europe. I've never seen any for a low price. They always mm. sold at a premium yeah, price. Yeah. Someone's so, some money out. Yeah. Right? So yeah. why can we not process it in this country? I, I'm hoping to be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 And all that's it all ties together, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. So it that's the plan. So I mean even if talking about saving inputs, saving fuel, saving food miles are all about the environment, you know, stopping waste, it's all about the environment as well. So I think there's there's maybe more you could add on to your stories around that. So we feed a lot of Food waste yeah, that would yeah, just we go do. to landfill. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we so do. Like, imagine the methane that's see, come out of that. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's really it's just wasted of waste. It's a really good story because where where are the animals going to be to eat that food waste if we don't have animals? Yeah. That's yeah. A part of the cycle. We had a million packets of crisps on there. That <laughs> was interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, did you feed it. for the for the animals? It was a long time opening them. Yeah, right. <laughs> and bread. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch the program? I mean, it was uh, I think Warburton's, and they literally they don't they know they're over making bread like you know. They're overproducing and they know that and they're overproducing on purpose just so that the competitors don't get in. They're not bothered. Like, is that not where we should be looking? Mm. Really? I think it's very easy for us to harp on about food wastage though, and that's just planting the blame elsewhere and it's yeah, not really right. in our hands. Yeah. You know, yeah. we need to kind of rather than going down that negative we can never change story. That, we? No, we never. can't, you know. And Joe's powerful is positive that yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the, the livestock industry can use it. At least yeah, it's, it's always gonna happen. I, I think we're better off 
going with that positivity of like this is why yeah. it's good right yeah, yeah, yeah. although it's realistic like people don't want the sad story no, but people with their food waste by actually showcasing what you can do more with the food that you have left over just because it's a leftover and it's finished with that meal we're probably looking in the sense because we're at home a lot because we're farming we can be a lot more adventurous and have the time to to cook leftovers and things people other people who are, are working away and then come back late need something instant well actually there's ways you can use leftovers and be and use them instantly but people probably just don't know so actually we've got more of a job to do probably on the cooking side as okay, you know i think that's definitely yeah. <laughs> I always do like uh, pimp, uh, pimp my leftovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes leftovers taste better than what what you actually like. Yeah. like roast. You can be eating sort of whatever was part of the roast on Wednesday because you're just changing it up. Whether it's yeah. a curry or a sandwich or yeah, yeah, like yeah. Christmas, I don't want to see a roast for the next two months. <laughs> you need to consume my roast meat on that day. Burgers are always better the next day. Oh, go back to what Charlie said about optimism and i think that is a really important point mm. is there's there is a perception out there that farms moan a lot and it's negative and i think in a way they hear a lot about the unions trying to make a case about things that aren't right but that pervades that kind of gives you an identity so when you're optimistic and you're positive that makes a massive difference because again that's challenging that stereotype so really important so we're here this evening and the, the uh title was bridging the gap between farm and fork do you guys think there is a gap? Is is it a true or is it uh, something yeah, that yeah, that is just gap, gone? Yeah, big. And I think it's only get. What whilst there's lots of us trying, it is getting bigger. Like I, or it's 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 the biggest it's ever been at least. Mm. So do you, but do you think people are more interested in their food than they used yeah, to be? Definitely. I think more interested. Oh, definitely more interested. Sorry, we missed that point. Brilliant. No, no, I was just saying, like, Clarkson's Farm came along. And, Someone asked that question. And, and yeah. it just, yeah. like, blew up. I don't no, think my YouTube would be what it is uh, without Clarkson's Farm. Like, people yeah, are interested in it now. No matter how much of a clunker he is. He made, yeah. like, he made it relatable to both farmers and the consumer, yeah. which was bizarre yeah. to watch because we were all laughing at him falling over a wall with mules and we all knew what was going to happen. <laughs> so Abby, but the Lambox customers are like, oh, what, you know, what do you think of it? And we, so I love it. Absolutely mm. brilliant. And I said, I think he's a right twonk half the time. <laughs> yeah. He's done so much good for British Ag. Yeah. I, think so it's, I think it's a really generational thing in that if you think of our, however many generations ago, two, three, more people were involved working in agriculture. Therefore, the relative who was working on a farm or in agriculture was very, very close. Now yeah. it's more distant and maybe not even traceable within people's lifetimes now as well. So to get that connection back is really, really hard. And somebody commented, I didn't quite see it. Basically, think how long it's taken up for us to learn about agriculture or doing it every day. So imagine how hard it is for the public to learn. I mean, because it's second nature to us, we think, oh, why can't they just understand that? Do you think some people in the past have been guilty of overcomplicating the, the message? Isn't that yeah. part of yeah. it? Yeah. So my wife's watching this, to be yeah. honest. And, <laughs> and she's, she's a townie. Um, and yeah, she admits she's a townie. But all people want from away from farming is quick information. Yeah. Like yeah. you say, overcomplicating it, like bang, 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 done. Too much, too yeah. much. Yeah, positive, yeah. positive, yeah. simple yeah. messages. Yeah, yeah definitely. I agree. Yeah, too much. Yeah, that's my Instagram post out. Sorry, anybody. <laughs> but I guess there's, there's uh, like we've said, you know, finding this common ground, some different horses for different courses. There'll yeah. be different, you know, people will look at different things. So And, uh, uh, a point uh, one of my friends made the other day Twitter for the Oxford Farming Conference and Oxfordville Farming Conference is that farmers need to get out of their silos and engage because amongst farmers, I'd like to talk to someone on the way up here, amongst farmers there's so many little, your region, your organic, your yeah. yeah. It's like, look, we're just trying to do good for the environment, provide food for people and make a living. Yeah. That's all we're doing. And that's a common ground. Way down, exactly said that. All these siloing, whilst we're wasting time trying to distinguish whether your region or whatever you're going to wear, Doc Martens or Air Maxes, go use that energy and make food and educate other people about making food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. as simple as that. It's not that hard. No, and we are very good at being victims still, so. Yes. Yeah. today. <laughs> Right. So, so I'm going to go around quickly. So, a, a quick synopsis of your thoughts on how we we close that gap, and how we portray it, and how do we connect to our to our consumer better. 
Right, I'm going to go with Joe first. Um, I think just more people telling their story, um, not just not just us guys, but like just get to your friends. You might have like hundred friends on Facebook. Put a post up about what you're doing tomorrow. Excellent, Charlotte. Uh, I think while we're doing nothing, you know, really profound, like I said before, little and often, showing people the daily. And I think that will build trust and just, you know, chip away at their misconceptions that people have. Amy? Listen to people, engage with people. Uh, don't assume we're always right. Be prepared to meet in the middle and 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 take their concerns seriously. They've got yeah. skin in the game too. That conversation and listening, I think that's yeah, very important. Really. Rebecca? Um, we're probably all on the social media, but I think it has to be something which is digestible content. But my main thing would actually be um, not just schools, but showcasing that agriculture is a career as well. Yeah. And because if we have more people working in it, they can share the story of living it as a job and a life as well. So make it encouraging to work in, show people that ag colleges, et cetera, ag courses exist um, and, and bring a load of people along with us, get them to do the job for us, you know, and particularly if they're coming from a non-farming background, that will drag even more people as well. Sorry, that was really long. No, brilliant. <laughs> what everyone else has said, and um, I think rather than, I guess, when doing things on social media, once it starts getting um, sort of uh, monetized, you you could easily sort of almost chase that rather than the actual message. But I think we all here, I think we, yeah, like we all know the core message is trying to get people to do farming, get well, learn learn about farming, engage with farming, understand farming, and understand that we're doing good for the environment. I think once you know that core message is there, I think someone said to me before, if you post something and you get 50 likes, sometimes you point it, oh, it's only 50. Could you imagine walking down the street and 50 people tell you, you yeah. good today, man. Yeah. That's, fine. That's like a drop in the ocean. So it's just like remembering your, your original reason for doing it and yeah. just letting it grow itself. Yeah, I think. Um, obviously, you know how passionate I am about the schools massively. Going on what Flav said, then no, like encouraging the people to do what we're doing to tell our story because you know we're be relatable. Like, but the, the more people out there yeah. doing it's it, it's not the hard either. Literally, it isn't. It isn't any. It's not rocket science to face a camera at you and say, "I'm strawing out calves." It it really isn't <laughs> anything special. Be good at it. If you're watching this. Make the drawing and the videos. <laughs> it must be the next live stream. We all do like a react to us all watching each other. Like Tom's oh. <laughs> <laughs> one no, the best videos. Yeah. <laughs> I like a lot of on the job. Do this by doing it. And I think the great thing with farming as well is we have like these beautiful backdrops of yeah. like it's free, isn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> you can just Pull up like, like the pennines. Who else has the pennines? Yes. Any any more than three takes, give up. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm watching. Three takes. First, yeah. first, first, first one's good enough. I've lost track of where I'm now. Charlie, will you finish? Um, no, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll never be school, school, school. Yeah, school, kids. Yeah. Tom. Um, yeah. So I I really like what Charlie's doing, and I didn't really know you, that you did that. I think that's amazing. I like that. Something you can do and educate straight to kids. And like we're all doing at the moment, this whole social media thing, I think that's really important. Just think five years ago, I've been doing it for like six years now. When I first started, there weren't that many people doing it. Like you come back to now, there's so many people doing it. And then go another six years and there'll be hopefully like 300 times more. Do you know what I mean? It just gets bigger. It's cumulative of people doing it. I think that's a big thing that we can do. And just show them what we do. It's be if you're on site and you're filming yourself, they might be a bit murky or something might not be perfect. And I think that is the best way, in my opinion. Go on, go on, Charlie. Just really quickly, one of the most rewarding things we've ever done is having the scouts and cubs groups out, but we also have the WI. So it can be both. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> not the WI, but we have them out during lambing, and it's just like we haven't got a fancy setup. They just come and have a look and share their head in, and it's it. I get more out of it than they do. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you get jam out of it. Do I get all oh, the jam? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they buy me, and they are like they are vicious. Right. <laughs> so any any opportunity to engage. So yeah. uh, 
Brilliant. Thank you all for, for your contribution. We'll go around in a minute and just remind people of who you are. Thanks for everybody that uh, watched. Uh, a few plugs. So on the on the bit at the bottom, you'll be able to see the AHDB We Eat Balance uh, campaign and also the um, school stuff, the education stuff that we do. So thank you for listening in. Thanks you for putting your comments. And if we go, uh, which way did I start last time? Flav, if we start with you, then just tell us again who you are, so what you do, and your Twitter handles, please. Uh, Flavian Obiero, pig farmer, Hampshire, the Kenyan pig farmer everywhere, Kenyan pig farmer on Twitter. Joe uh, Seals um, on YouTube and TikTok, beef and arable farmer. Chai um, Beatty, mixed farmer, beef, sheep, and arable, and I'm at Globetrotting Farm Gal on Instagram. I don't really do Twitter because I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlotte Ashley and my handle on nearly everything is Charlotte Ashley Farm, um, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, but I don't really use Twitter. Same, I don't really like it that much. <laughs> I'm Isaac Agrileader, I-Z-A-K Agrileader on most things, but I'm really not in that space. But uh, if you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Amy Jackson, uh, Farming Communications, and I'm at Oxtail, that's O-X-T-A-L-E, on uh, Twitter only. <laughs> oh, this is weird. Uh, so I'm Thomas Pemberton, uh, Tom Pemberton Farm Life on YouTube and a little bit of Instagram and stuff like that. Just Tom Pemberton Farm Life, it works. Are you Thomas on a Sunday? <laughs> Full name, Thomas Charles John Pemberton. <laughs> My dad wanted a Charles. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie is the best, yeah. Um, and I am Becca Farms on YouTube and then Rebecca Wilson 722 on Instagram. You can tell I never actually was planning on doing Instagram with that. <laughs> change it. So thank you guys, a really good discussion. Uh, thank you for everybody that listened in. Get involved, like, share, and get involved with it. We eat balance and everything that these guys do. And let's stay positive. Let's get a good positive message out there. So thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to close.